0: That's
2: who.
3: What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now.
2: Hey everybody! We're all gonna get laid!
4: <laughs> Get it picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I N D Y. Yes, sir. Uh, Oh, the thickest double down. Miles
3: Turner. Yeah.
2: John. I
3: have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, that was a
0: good time yesterday. Actually, a good time the entire weekend going back to Saturday. But certainly yesterday had a great deal of drama. That's exactly why they do it the way in which they do. I was out there for about two hours yesterday from, uh, I don't know, 1, one thirty somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, had a good time out there, but man, the drama a little bit later on was fantastic. And you hate to see somebody like Graham Ray Hall not make it, knowing how much that place means to him, but I think he's handled it exactly how you've had to handle It's kind of funny. I was down at my local Car X a little bit earlier today with Mike and the gang, and we were talking about this. And uh, you look at Graham Ray Hall with a lot of the IndyCar fans around here and it's probably 50 50 as how many like him and how many dislike him for a variety of reasons but he probably did himself a service to win over more fans yesterday just by the way that you handle that i mean hell i don't know the way that you think about it i just felt that he handled it about as well as you could again given the circumstances which were not good whatsoever I mean, that's what these guys work for, especially somebody like Graham Rahal. That's father has won it before. That's what you work for the entire year is that you wait for it. You have all these countdowns, 100 days, 50 days, 25. I mean, hell, we've been counting it down around here until 50. Can you imagine somebody? that's on a team that's run by his father that's a legacy that has won it back in 1986 and getting bumped out that has to be massively disappointing I can't imagine but again that's the way that it goes and he handled that about as well as you can handle that that's just the way that it goes so come back next year his dad dealt with that what 30 years ago 93 I don't know who is going to deal with it in 2053 man that is that is some weird stuff There is no doubt that the Indy 500 and everything surrounds it is always got some weird and wacky stuff going down Sometimes I think that we may be the only ones around that deeply do care. That's probably accurate. I mean, deeply do care. There's always some really weird and entertaining stuff going down, though. Just amazing to see how much that poll day actually means. How much of a fight there is to get there, what you have to go through to get there. And now you look at this top of the grid and how closely wound all these drivers and their speeds are. That should make for a fantastic event coming up on Sunday. But yesterday was an excellent precursor. That's exactly exactly what you want. That's exactly what you want for those that were out there on what was a glorious day. And it looks like you're going to have just back to back to back glorious days all the way until next week. And knock on wood, but yeah, yesterday was outstanding. I did go out there though, and I was in the infield, right? And I was getting ready. I was trying to turn, and some <laughs> some dude. This is serious. In a silver Corvette. Uh, was mad because they wouldn't let him get where he felt his entitled silver Corvette ass should be allowed to go. And he was just going to sit there and block traffic both ways uh, until the, the cops came out and said, all right, so this is the last straw here. Um, either you move along or we tow this and you can go to jail or whatever. I don't know who it was. Know anybody in the silver Corvette out there? Because he was acting like an ass yesterday. <laughs> Seriously. Getting on the yellow shirts. You got to be cool to the yellow shirts out there. They're working hard. They do that for the love. Be cool to the yellow shirts. But We walked around a little bit yesterday. I know we um, in our group of stations here had a party uh, that went down in one of these chalets, or as they pronounce it in Greene County, chalet, in the chalet. So I went by that for a little bit and hung out. So a lot of people out there. Uh, The garage area was pretty crowded. So good time had by all. Great weather. Absolutely great weather. And that was after only me, right? That was after on Friday. So we talked to Clayton Anderson on the show. He's at the Franklin Amphitheater later on that evening. Uh, So I go down there, and as soon as I get there, I just bring the rain with me. I said, hey, come on, rain. Here we go. Go ahead and just screw up everybody's time. I'm here. Here comes Slep Rock. Just go ahead and zoom on in here. Interrupt everybody's really fun night down at the Franklin Amphitheater. So as soon as I rolled up, it started just absolutely pouring rain. Good thing for Clayton, though. He's got a really fun time going on carb day. That's later on in the evening over at a block party in Speedway. I'm sure we'll talk about that coming up later on this week. We'll talk to Mark James, who is the uh, voice of IMS and the voice of the greatest spectacle in racing about yesterday and about Saturday, and all that entails getting to where we are right now. I oftentimes don't use, use words in terms of, because we can all kind of get lost in it. It's just like living in the moment. And sometimes I can't get swept up in it. But we all kind of get lost into the, well, it just happened yesterday, the most recent thing that happened, so clearly this is the blank greatest of all time. It looks really fast up front. And what stands out is just how close all these speeds are. Got some new names up there. How about A.J. Foyt Enterprises? For the first time in how long? For the first time in how long the team is relevant outside of just having its namesake be a four-time former champion. When's the last time that it was this relevant, it feels, with both cars in this case? So good for A.J. Foyt Enterprises right there. Benjamin Peterson is a part of it. Santino Ferrucci, who is, I think we can say this, and and I'm well past, the late, great Robin Miller and I used to talk about this all the time, Uh, you know, how it's necessary to have, you know, these incredible personalities. You know, drivers that will light up a room and also you know, drivers that could be a heel. And you've had this in the past and it really hasn't, you know, had any incredible staying indoor sticking power. So I've gotten past that. But I will say having Ferrucci with a good ride. That's good because of his personality. He's got a great personality. He's got a personality that, you know, a series would need. If you were looking that direction for it. But they're all incredibly likable. Maybe that's an issue. I just don't know how you're going to have ever have a heel in this group. Everybody's incredibly likable. You asked me if I'm still going with Takuma Sato. I believe I am still going with Takuma Sato. So you're not that far off. What is he in row three, I believe, Takuma Sato, row three. Between Alexander Rossi and Tony Kanaan, a couple of uh, former champions in their own right. But and shout out to Catherine leg, by the way. Got in. And also, I know that everybody around here now, especially again, loves Jim Bob Cooter as a name. And I can't lie, that's pretty solid. I can't imagine growing up with that. That would have been pretty cool. Anytime the coach yelled at you, and yeah, Cooter, get over you, Cooter. Get a timeout, Cooter. Yeah, run those stair laps, Cooter. I mean, that would be pretty great. But Stingray Rob is outstanding in its own right. I don't know what I was thinking. I should have named Blake or Laney, something like that. (laughs) Stingray Rob is absolutely awesome. I don't know how he's going to do in this race. Middle, the last row, but Stingray Rob, that is a fantastic name right there. What is he, 21 years old, I believe? Stingray Rob from Idaho. Yes. He is 21. 21 years old. And he was named after, by his parents, because they were fans of a Chevy Corvette Stingray. Is that true? Or am I just making that up? Uh, it does not say in the Wikipedia. Oh, man. I hope I'm just making it up, because that sounds pretty awesome, too. In a world now, I think we're we're, we're running out of original names. That's pretty original right there. I mean, that's really, that's original for a nickname. So well done. Stingray Rob. Yeah, the Jack Harvey storyline yesterday going out for a final time and then getting that done and bumping out teammate Graham Rahal. You want to get excited about it, don't you? You want to get fired up, but you can't. One of those things where you go in a private room by yourself and then kind of quietly celebrate or at least show more emotion because afterwards, and again, he handled it the right way too. That's exactly how you had to handle it. Because you can't, hey, great, I just bumped out, yeah, my guy. Alas, again, that is the way that it is. And we'll talk some racing with you if you guys want to do that for the 107th running of the Indy 500 coming up on Sunday. Coverage begins at 6 a.m. It used to be 5. So we start at 6 a.m. coming up on Sunday morning. That is after a marathon edition of the JMV Takeover. It's going to be outstanding. No idea how long we'll go, but we will go. We will go as long as you're there. That said, 6 a.m., Coming up on Sunday morning for the pre race show, what which should be once again absolutely outstanding. You know what? I'm not gonna let three zip and three zip break my stride here. The postseason has still been outstanding. And I can't take I can take the Celtics going down zero three because that's very funny to me. I can take the Lakers going down zero three 3 because that as well is very funny to me. But let's just face it. Uh, the Jokic brothers, they're playing with fire, aren't they? And, and this is just in terms of not what takes place on the basketball court. This is, is this a word? Is karmatic a word or am I making it up? I don't think that's a word. That's great because I'm making it one right now if it isn't, James. Karmatic. This is karmatic. This deals with karma. For the Jokic brothers who may not know any better or who may be way, way too dumb to know any better. Either way, you don't blank with Jack. You don't. I don't care if you're up three zip. You don't mess with Jack. Right? Right? I mean, shouldn't that just bring some form? First of all, the last thing I would say the NBA wants is for both of these series, these finals in the East and the West to end. When they do, they're going to have like two weeks off. Well, the NBA is going to have a stoppage of play for about two weeks as they wait up and catch up to the start of June in the NBA finals. So I would suggest tonight, for example... There is going to be, this is just me saying this, by the way, and I'm not advising you to jump on with me and believe it or not. Uh, the uh, the karma that the, the two knucklehead Jokic brothers brought bad, the negative karma they brought on to themselves, uh, their brother and their brother's team, that is something I think you're going to see coming up later on tonight. The, uh, I think you're going to see that later on tonight. I would guess this. I would guess that it was going to be a leaned whistle anyway. That's just my guess. And if the Lakers just don't completely bag it and give up, I would say that there was going to be a heavy lean for the Lakers in the whistle department anyway. And I would expect the same thing in that closeout opportunity for the heat at home coming up tomorrow night. But, man, you don't mess with Jack, do you? That's Jack Nicholson right there. That's just not... I mean, you're not screwing around with Ray J. (laughs) Seriously. That's Jack. Don't mess with that. Bad karma later on tonight. Jack is 86 years old. I want to get like i i do like i talk about it all the time hey my hair and hey if you want you know your real growing hair again do this and do that and you know i always talk about and and jokingly so and really half-ass serious i always talk about having all new parts by the time i'm 60 i'm gonna i mean all new parts like the six million dollar man it wouldn't be worth that much be like the buck 50 man but anyway the buck 50 man is all new parts oh yeah who was it tell me i got to know who it is i can't i don't have anything in front of me right here Uh, it looks like it was stefan wilson and who was the other one? So, yeah, Stephen Wilson in the uh, practice. Catherine. Yeah. Catherine uh, oh, Catherine Leg and yes. Stephen Wilson yes. together? Yeah. All right. That just happened because I don't see it in front of me right here. I probably will when I scroll down. So, it down. says
5: uh, the practice has resumed. Uh, that right. was about 34 minutes ago. Oh, okay. But, about 30 or so minutes ago. Yeah. That's as
0: I was getting ready to start right here. So, yeah, we'll talk about that with Mark James coming up here at the bottom of the hour. So, uh, we'll get you ready for that anyway. Apparently, an incident on track today during practice. We'll get the latest with Mark James coming up here at the bottom of the hour um where was i oh yeah my all new parts and the dollar 50 man right so but the thing about jack i I want to ultimately get to that point uh, that he is right now at 86 you just go i don't even care whatever i'm gonna roll in there and this is gonna be me and that's gonna be that that's where i want to get i'm kind of already there right now i guess because everybody says i wear basketball shorts everywhere because i love them right like Will says, Jack hasn't seen a shower in about a minute. Well, I hope I'm, I'm like, I'm 86, and hey, you know what? I'm 86. I don't I need to shower about. And you call my hair? I'm worried about my hair having the real growing and flowing hair. Yeah, one of these days, let's go, yeah, whatever. I'm good. But you don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. Bad karma is coming on the way tonight. Bad karma for the Nuggets. I'm gonna tell you what, in the world of professional sports, man, oftentimes your brother can really hose you, (laughs) or brothers in this case, we've seen that a number of times. But Jimmy's down the hall, nodding his head. Look what uh, Mahomes is going through right now. Your brother can really screw you. Stop it. (laughs) Those two guys. Hey, 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 we'll see you next year. I I tell you what though I love Jokic the player like the brother that we should give a crap about. I love watching him play. That's just funny. The other night, a couple of knucklehead brothers up there. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to do anything, go. You can't handle the truth or something like that. I mean, just give it an old quote, but they probably wouldn't know that. You know, I saw this. I think on Saturday. And I had a lot of people respond to it. And let me go ahead and, and tell you this. At the outset, it doesn't matter, and it shouldn't really matter to us. And I get where you say, well, he's just being honest. Okay, just being honest. Uh, so am I. So uh, Jim Mersey put out his top five, and then I think his top ten greatest players of all time. Now, do I think Peyton Manning is a top five greatest player in NFL history? I don't. But he's not that far off the pace as an all-time quarterback. If I'm Jim Irsay, because of what he has meant, because of what he brought, because of what he did, and what he will continue to be and should continue to be for here and ever after, you should always be in your top five. Always. And I understand we're in you know, this era. You got to tell the truth. You know the truth. And even even like from a standpoint where you, you get people that just, I, I think some people want to tell the truth or want to say that I'm telling the truth just so they can be a horse's ass. Right? That's what you get in politics. I'm just telling the truth. No, really, you're just... You're just a jackstick and you want to say that. It's not so much you even believe it. But you just kind of get your rocks off at saying it. Now, this form of the truth, while I understand, I would just advise this. Because this team is still here. Because you have a building. Because you have a Super Bowl title. Because you've been to two Super Bowls. Because this city has hosted a Super Bowl. And one of these days, I'm sure after I'm long gone, we'll hope to do it again. Always put Manning in your top five if you're Jim Marce. Always. That's easy. That should be the easiest thing ever. Just do it. Well, you're just biased. Of course I am. Of course I am. I would expect any other owner out there to do the same damn thing every single time. Of course, I'm biased. I'm the owner of this team. He's the real re- one of the real reasons why it's still here. That at every time, that's just that's that's my thought on really all owners that have a superstar that, in this case, is gone. Stop playing. Hall of Fame. Always put your guy in the top five. I don't care if you put Marvin Harrison in there. And it's not like it's that far off the argument. Because the last thing you want to start doing is breaking down. You don't want to have to go with the next tweet and break down, well, this is why I selected John Elway. Not at all because the guy got drafted by this organization and did not want to play there And opted to go someplace else, pushed to go someplace else, but because he didn't have all the weapons. Who cares? Who cares? Every single time in the top five, put number 18. And all will be well. You should do that every single time. You just don't want to have to start breaking down, well, this is why I put Elway in there over Manning. You don't want to do it. You just don't want to do it. So don't. I mean, you get reaction on Twitter, and that's great. You're going to get that anyway. But it's not like anybody's going to take this as some drop-from-the-heavens profound list that they'll always go with. Everybody's going to have a different list. But your superstar that did basically everything around here, where basically nothing has been done since or very little has been done since, always put your superstar, always put your guy in your top five. I think everybody will understand. Not the big deal that everybody was making it out to be. People were saying, well, you make out. No, I'm not making it to be a big deal because somebody asked me, and this is my impression of it. This is what you have to do, according to me. I would expect every other owner to do the same thing for their guy. Would you not? I mean, top 5 all time? You know, maybe um maybe Mahomes will end up being top 5 one of these days. If people don't already have him slotted there, maybe he will end up being top 5. I'm quite sure that the Hunt family would not leave him out of that ever. So don't. I mean, it's just that simple. Because you don't want to have to start explaining yourself because that's just going to make it worse. That is my advice. And again, if you're being honest, that's, that's fine. But you can also honestly put your own guy in there. Especially when it's that close. Especially when you can make a major debate out of it. I mean, if we're talking about, and, and sorry, this is not a, a backhanded compliment at all if we're talking about Jim Harbaugh then no I understand right if you're talking about Andrew Luck then no I understand but if you're talking about Manning and your Jim Mersey, always put him in your top five just a thought Quick break and we shall return. What do we got? Jay Query, 4 o'clock hour. All right. We got an incident out on the track. We'll talk about that. The voice of IMS, the voice of IndyCar, the voice of the greatest spectacle in racing. His name is Mark James. He's going to join us coming up on the other side. I have Jodeci. I have Drew Hill and SWV tickets for their show coming up in August at the TCU Amphitheater giveaway. We'll do that a little bit later on. I'll tell you how to win coming up a little bit later on as well. HD Radio, Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. I will open that up coming up in just a minute as well. The stream, the app, and 93.5 and 107 the fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Trackside beyond the bricks. Straight at you later on tonight. 7 and 8 o'clock. Oh. Bad karma will be released upon the Nuggets coming up in the 9 o'clock. Actually, I think that's an 8.30 starters at 9 o'clock. Joined in progress. I bet 8.30 tonight. All right, Joined in progress. Game 4 here. Nuggets and the Lakers. you, You don't mess with Jack another the Jim Croce song don't mess around with Jim you, you don't fool around with Jack 86 years old or not bad karma there Jokic brothers The Jokic brothers uh, screw their brother Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I'll go ahead and fire things up in there with you guys coming up in just a second. Query coming up at the top of the hour, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, he is sounding spectacular per usual. IMS Radio Network, IndyCar, he's the voice of the greatest spectacle in racing, and uh, he used to ride his bike. He does not any longer to each and every race. It is Mark James joining us now. Hello, Mark. How are you, John? I am great. I am a little saddened that you no longer ride your bike, however. I always thought that was pretty cool.
1: Well, you know, I I got to the point to where I didn't want to cut grass and I didn't want to shovel snow. And rather than hiring someone to do it, I I thought I'd get an early jump on condo living. So the springs of Saratoga yes, and the city that produced the legend that is Bob Lovell, Whitefield, right. Indiana, is where we now call home. And, um, uh, I am happy to visit Speedway uh, still on a regular basis. Charlie Browns and yes, you know uh, the, the Dawsons and some of the some of the usual haunts. They've added the La Peep to Main Street. I had the uh, scrambled eggs and lobster the other day. Which is oh,
0: wait a minute! Nobody told me about the La Peep and scrambled eggs and lobster. Tell me uh, more. It, it is a game changer.
1: I'm Whoa. telling you, it's way above average. We had it for breakfast yesterday morning. My bride and I did before the uh, before we came to qualify.
0: Oh man, that's what George Costanza made when they were they were out in the Hamptons. <laughs> I was in I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love these eggs. What's the, Oh, you do? Well, oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that. So, anyway, now could you not ride your bike? Uh you could walk Washington Street to Lenhurst and then Lenhurst over to 10th and then 10th to Main and go right in there. You could do that if you wanted.
1: Well, uh, I, I I have been rewarded with pagoda parking this year. Oh, okay. Thanks to, Donald, thanks to Donald Davidson, so I'm choosing that route instead. You know, honestly.
0: Wait, wait, wait! wait. I, you didn't I, have pagoda parking as the voice of the race before this.
1: Let's move on, John. Uh, <laughs> in the fall, in the fall, oh, I will be going uh, to to to. I will be going in for a full knee replacement on my right knee, had oh, the cool. left one done a couple of years ago, and then I think next year, I will probably park somewhere near uh, the new athletic director of Speedway High School, Dan Maple, who yep. lives just off of 22nd Street. I'll probably park there, bring my bike, and ride it into the Speedway and ride it back out.
0: So. They've had a fantastic baseball season. Nice little yeah. run there, a little bit earlier yeah, this year, really too. Yep. Yeah, okay, I'll save you uh, from the not having Pagoda parking until this year subject matter. That does interest me, but we'll save that for later, as they say. But yeah, knee replacement, I I wimped out on that like two years ago. Seriously, I was uh, going to get that done, and I wimped out on it.
1: Well, uh, Kevin Scheid did mine, and I felt like that if Dr. Scheid could reattach Davey Hamilton's feet about 11 or 12 years ago after his crash in Texas and, uh, le- you know, allow Davy to become, you know, upright and productive again, I trusted him to do my knee replacement. But if Dr. Scheid... Who became a good friend, selfishly retired, and he has been replaced by Dr. George Vestermark, who is who will be doing my knee replacement this fall, and I have the utmost confidence in him. So it's
0: so the voice of the greatest spectacle in racing, it is Mark Jane. So we had a, a bit of an incident a little bit earlier, and uh uh Stefan Wilson transported to the hospital. Is that accurate? Am I am I there right now?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we, we, we talked to the medical staff at, at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway here, the infield care center, the best in the world, by the way. And uh, he was awake and alert the entire time and uh, in good spirits. Uh, they they said, you know, no, no issues that they were concerned about. They just thought it made sense to send him to Methodist Hospital for a further look-see. And uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, they were uh, extremely optimistic about his condition. And, uh, and as are we as a result of that. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, the, the, the look-see will come back fine and he'll uh, he'll be ready to go on Friday. I know that the team is already working uh, to make the necessary repairs. They do have a backup car at their disposal. It's a couple of years old, but uh, they had it here. And uh, I think work is, is, is going on on that as we speak. And, uh, and 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 Catherine Leg uh, was able to you know walk out of the infield care center and uh, was treated and released and and I'm sure the repairs are, are being made to their car. It was, it was going into turn number one and long line of cars and um, you know uh, reaction time you know that they this there somebody checked up and uh, and uh, it's it, I, I will say this to give you an idea uh, just how incredibly talented these drivers are courtesy of our good friend Scott Richards. Um, and uh, it, it's the first time that there has been a multi-car incident uh, since Connor Daly and Oliver Askew in 2020 and in, the, in any Indy 500-related session. So that's 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 pretty impressive. There have been single-car incidents, but this is the first multi-one in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, that's, I saw that. That looked a little bit heavy-duty there at the beginning, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, unfortunately, I, I guess, you know, again, the Safer Barrier did its job. Uh, the aero configuration of these cars. Uh, did its job. I mean, uh, Capra's car got a little bit of lift to it, and settled right back down. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, Steph Wilson uh, was was uh, the, his car. I think fortunately scrubbed off a lot of speed, but it was the, it was you know, it it, it kind of poked a hole in the wall. They had to make some repairs to it, and it, it was certainly. There's no such thing as an insignificant crash here, no. especially at those speeds. But uh, I think again, it's another indication of just how how far that we have come in terms of technology as it relates to safety, the fact that for all intents and purposes, both of these drivers are going to get back to 100% very, very soon.
0: He's uh, Mark Jaynes, IMS Radio Network, the voice of the racing, the voice of IndyCar, the voice of the Indy 500s on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Where would you compare... Yesterday, for example, I would give you the entirety of the weekend, but we'll talk yesterday uh, with the, the run for the pole and then obviously those getting into that back row and Graham Rahal getting bumped out. Where would you compare that to the drama you've seen in the past on Sundays and covering this race?
1: Well, I would almost go back to Saturday first because, uh, you know, the last couple of hours on Saturday uh, with the new format and everything, the thing that I found interesting is over the last two hours, we were put in a position where we had to cover two vastly different storylines. I mean, we had to cover not only the quest to be in the Fast 12, but we also had to follow those drivers that were doing everything they can to stay out of that last row shootout. So we had two very different storylines going on that we had to follow and to watch those unfold. And then uh, to come back yesterday and have it all end up the way that it did. um, I mean, I I think the reference that I made is just that it's another thread of the incredible tapestry that, that makes this the greatest spectacle in racing. And, you know, I I don't know uh, that, that anyone has ever handled this situation with more class and, sportsmanship and dignity than Graham Rahal. I mean, I heard his interview with Jake and, and Kevin this morning. And I mean, if you weren't a fan before you, you better be now. And I, I think, you know, now that that's been posted, if you want to take your young athletes, moms and dads and, and, and teach them a lesson about sportsmanship, tell them about the story and then let them listen to that interview that Graham Rahal did uh, because it's one for the ages for sure. And I think it shows the level of leadership that he has in, in that race team. But, You know, uh, uh, there were a couple of people, I think, adversely affected by it. I mean, I can't imagine the pendulum of emotions and the conflicted emotions that Bobby Rayhole had. You know, wanting his driver, Jack Harvey, to do well, but knowing that Jack would do so at the expense of his son, and then poor Jack Harvey, who is just one of the nicest people that you will ever meet in any form of sports, uh, cannot celebrate making the Indianapolis 500 because it it came at the expense of a teammate that he has the utmost respect for. I mean, it was just... uh, it's it's what it's it's all what makes it the greatest spectacle of the racing, yesterday was just another chapter in it for sure.
0: So, Mark James, with us. how about the work for AJ Foyt Enterprises?
1: Uh, first, uh, first time that they've started that far up since uh, Robbie Gordon started third uh, when he ran for AJ Foyt. Uh, it is just uh, you know it's Michael Cannon and the crew that they put together, and the job that Larry has done, Larry Foyt has done, and AJ have done. Kind of, uh, you know, reforming that team and uh, uh, the changes that they have made, and and adding Santino Ferrucci, uh, obviously, to the mix this year, and then the talented young driver in, in Benjamin Peterson, and that—I mean, it's a it's a really good story. There's no doubt about it, and uh, you know, it's it's just a reminder that uh, that AJ Point still has a little stroke as 15th at, at George which is uh, which is really really cool to see.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. It was it was great to see because normally you don't even think about it in terms of being that competitive. And for the first time, as you mentioned, in a long time, um, it was. What else stuck out to you as far as we haven't even talked about the the poll winner, Alex Pillow, as of yet. But what else stuck out with you uh, as far as what you saw and what really impressed you about the weekend itself going into the 107th running?
1: Well, I, I think that uh, I've get get, got to give a ton of credit to Pesky Entertainment. Got to give a ton of credit to Doug Bowles and the staff here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Not only does the place look absolutely amazing, uh, but the efforts that they have undertaken uh, to get the word out about it, I mean, the days are gone of thinking because of the battle for the entertainment dollar. Uh, the days are gone of thinking you can simply throw the gates open and expect a lot of people to show up. I mean, crowds were up for the GP weekend. Crowds have been up for every practice day. Huge crowd out here today. A uh, qualifying crowd was one of the biggest in recent memory. and. Uh, I don't think there's any question that, the you know, the buzz is back. And I, I think they had the ball rolling to the right direction with all of the efforts undertaken to, to get us ready for the 100. Uh, that pandemic, like it did a lot of things, disrupted it. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is this, over the past couple of years, that they have worked tirelessly to remind people that this is here and this is the place that, uh, that that people need to be. Uh, I mean, the infield is shiny. There's more video boards. There's more viewing mounds down at the north end. They give people a great view of the racetrack, those that buy those general admission tickets. And uh, I, I think all in all, uh, under the guise of Penske Entertainment and, and that outstanding staff and, and Doug Bowles and, and his staff, I, I think that if, for the foreseeable future, every time you come in here, you're going to look at this place and say, wow. And, uh, uh, you know, Roger Penske came here as a fan first, and it's uh, something that he never forgot, and it's it caused him to fall in love with the place. And I think he wants each and every person that comes in here to have that same experience, and I think the same is true of Doug Bowles, the IMS president, for sure.
0: So Mark James with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Before I let you go, that front row. With, you know, I mentioned Palo, VK, uh, Felix Rosequits. You got uh, Scott Dixon in row number two. Pato Award, you guys have talked about him endlessly. And there's a reason why you have so far this season. Of those five drivers, what do you like here on a Monday? Well before that race on Sunday, who, who you like? Is there anybody that stands out or is it somebody else on the grid you're in favor of?
1: I just I, I, I picked I picked Pato Award. When we were way back at Texas just because I I mean the guy's got I think three runner-up finishes so far this year and uh, I think he's matured to the point, but still is yet fast enough and and runs on the edge enough uh, to put himself in a position to be successful on race day. Um, and Nick Yeoman uh, has has chosen Alex below as many other have. I think that's a very safe bet because. Uh, you know, Alex now knows what he did not know a couple of years ago when he finished runner-up to Elliott. And so if he gets himself in a similar position, I think he'll handle it a lot different, and the outcome will be a lot different. Um, He's figured this place out in a hurry, and he is he is certainly a favorite. But I really believe, you know, Scott Dixon was not on pole, uh, and, and Scott Dixon has had an, an incredibly – quiet month and has been very, very efficient. He's not been among the front runners in speed in terms of the top two or three, but he's been around the top five or six. And I just think given the fact that he had the field covered last year, there was no doubt who the best car in the field was. And the fact that he threw it away of his own doing, I don't think there've been too many hours in the day that have gone by the last 350 some odd days that he hasn't thought about that. And as if he's not dangerous enough and a threat enough to win, I I think what happened last year and the kind of month that he's had to this point, I think it wouldn't at all surprise me if he got win number
0: two. Yeah. Can't wait to listen to you. You're going to stop by to Plaza on Sunday morning, as you always do? Wouldn't miss him for the world, brother. You know I'll be there. That's awesome. I'm still thinking about those eggs and that lobster right there. Please, told me about yeah, that.
1: I, I'm telling you, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a life-changing experience. I'm overselling
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good stuff, for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, how are things going otherwise, too? I know you're still involved in high school stuff as well. Before I let you go, how, how are things going in that capacity?
1: You know, I, I thank you for saying that. I mean, I love what I do here. Yeah. Uh, I really love what I do there, too. And I'm proud of the fact that, believe it or not, uh, two of the top ten, academically at Monrovia High School were in our program. They were part nice. of our communications program. And I'm honored the fact that there are uh, no fewer than six seniors that I've had for the last couple of years that have chosen to pursue communications in high school. And that's, that's the ultimate compliment. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really honored and privileged to, to be on the staff there at Monrovia High School and uh, appreciate all the support that they give me that allow me to continue to chase this crazy dream of mine.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you, uh, Monrovia has grown so much since I mean we used to play them obviously back when I was in high school I don't think my school no longer Eastern no longer plays them but uh, the way that they have grown uh, for the good has been incredible
1: well I, I hate to bring this up but I do remember I think I was my freshman year in high school uh, we snapped an O and 23 streak against the Eastern Green and we were the copy Campbell team of the week on Wish TV
0: What year was that?
1: Dave Overly was the coach. I think it was around 78, 79, oh, somewhere in there. Oh, man, yeah.
0: that would have been. Yeah, we were like
1: 0-23 yeah. or 0-30 over two years. We beat Eastern Green. We were the Copping Campbell Team of the Week on which
0: <laughs> that, was, that would have been <laughs> Jeff. True. Jeff Allen is the uh, head girls coach at Bedford North Lawrence. They just won a 4A title. He played right, collegially yeah. at both Vincennes and DePaul. He would have been a part of that team, I believe.
1: Well, you, you, you want to talk about a guy that redefines intensity, my goodness, what a great basketball coach he is. I got oh, yeah. no to know him during the state finals earlier this year. He's a good dude for sure. Yeah,
0: th- those girls play exactly as he teaches, exactly as intensity-wise he shows. That's exactly how his team plays.
1: Well, you know what's funny? When they walk in the gym, I mean, they look like somebody you'd have come in and watch your kids. I mean, they look like the the typical, stereotypical girl next door. (laughs) But boy, I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of toughness on that basketball team, no doubt.
0: No doubt about that. Shout out to Norovia and shout out to Plainfield, the new, I shouldn't say new home, but the somewhat new home of the voice of the greatest spectacle in racing is Mark James. Mark, we will catch up. And Pagoda Plaza coming up on Sunday morning to get some rest and just have an incredible broadcast on Sunday, as always. You're a good friend. We appreciate the time. Thank you, brother. You got it. Mark James on the Andy Moore automotive group Highline. Yeah, Monrovia has just grown. I've said this before. I was in the uh, – anybody is from Monrovia, I was in the Neil Watson, Doug Cook era of Monrovia. Anybody remembers that? Both pretty good players. Neil Watson was a good player. But it has grown. Can you imagine having a communications department where it is run by the voice of the Indy 500? That's not bad. Quick break and we'll return. Top of the hour, Jake Query. I got your chance to win some stuff, too, and your chance to jump on here and talk up what we brought up as well. Uh, The tampering of the commanders. Maybe not so much. We'll get to that story and more involving the Colts coming up on the other side. Ninety-three five one zero seven five. The Fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, eh? <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Trackside Beyond the Bricks coming at you later on tonight. Nuggets, Lakers with Denver a that opportunity. Game four in L.A. tonight, too. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. Get in there and get in the conversation with Gritty and the others. Gritty had a great request on the JMV takeover on Saturday night. As did many other folks, too. It was absolutely start to finish packed. Well done. As always. Damon writes this. I have to admit that yesterday afternoon was exciting, but I remember loving the storylines of qualification Sundays of the past, buying rides, engines, cars, having to withdraw your car to re-qualify. Different time, I guess. I do love the month of May. And indeed, you're right, it was a different time. Uh, They are trying to put something together that would stir the echoes of the past for us, for you, for me, for others that remember that. Uh, while also doing what is necessary to maintain knowing where they are in the present. That does make sense. Uh, JMV, the month of May will never feel the same without hearing Robin Miller. I feel the same way about that often. More than you know. Wes Johnson said if Manning isn't here the Peterson Colts stadium deal doesn't happen and the Colts move. Yeah, that was I brought that up. I didn't want to make that into a huge deal. People thought Saturday on Twitter I was making it into a huge deal. Uh my advice would be if I'm Jim Irsay, I'd put Peyton Manning in my top 5 of all-time players every single time. All right. It's easier to debate if you have to or feel the need to in why you did it as opposed to why you did it you don't want that debate and then you had to a tweet later oh well of course i love manning he's in the top 10 but this is why i had elway there instead yeah a guy that didn't want to play here you don't want that you don't want it so just put him in there everybody's going to understand it's not going to be a big deal and that's that John Buzzard says, adding "carmatic" to the JMV Dictionary alongside Dumbassery and Numbnuttery. Thank you. Karmatic. Carmatic is what Denver is going to hit later on tonight because the Jokic brothers, not the MVP player, but the two dipstick brothers of his were talking junk to Jack. You don't do that. You just don't do it. Never. Big Glenn says, Pagoda Plaza on Friday. There is no question Pagoda Plaza on Friday is going to be the spot. Indeed. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't mess with Jack. I, if you want to mess with somebody else, mess with somebody else, all right? I don't know if I'd mess with Denzel Washington. I Mess with Sandler, mess with Sandler. I mean, Sandler's been heckled. He's been heckled before, right? As a stand-up comedian, probably not in a long time. But yeah, you don't mess with Jack. That's just a thought right there. I think it's a really good thought. I don't think, to me, these postseason games, since the East and the West Conference Finals get underway, it still doesn't persuade me to believe this has been a bad postseason. I do quite enjoy watching the way that Boston is going out right here. That is beautiful. Anybody else laugh a little bit last night? You got all these undrafted free agents that are taking into to the woodshed. That's beautiful. I will say this. Watching Boston crap their pants and trying to guard – Duncan Robinson is just maybe the greatest thing that has happened in this postseason. Watching him scramble, make mistakes. And now, now he is with the three point shot, he is such a threat now that anytime he moves without the basketball, he's probably going to get a layup. of the time he's going to get a layup or somebody else is going to get one. It's just great. I love it. It is squashing the theory that I had about teams without an elite-level star, although Jimmy Butler, in terms of this team and what is necessary for them in in big moments when the game is actually close and they're not playing, for example, Boston, in big moments, he steps up like that elite-level player. But the fact that they do not rely at all heavily on that, I love it. And we really don't see too much like that other than those Detroit teams with Rip Hamilton and uh, Ben Wallace and others. Ah, It's been incredibly enjoyable. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Pylon, He's a part of the IMS Radio Network. Got the 500 call coming up on Sunday. Got the morning show, Kevin and Query, weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. He is Jake Query. Did you just finish something up?
7: I did. Uh, We had a couple of shows that I had to take, uh, speedway related, because I've got actually on Thursday from 5 until 6, we'll be at the Kroger on Crawfordsville Road with all of the drivers from Arrow McLaren as part of a Promotion permission foods. So, is that you yeah, and Kevin? You and Kevin? No, just me. Um, I'll be there um, with it's it, just myself. Five to six p.m. Um, but because of that, I had some other stuff that I needed to to tape ahead of time so that I didn't like cross over and get stuck and not fulfill other obligations. So nice. I was in the building. I just pulled out, and traffic is flowing on Illinois. I'm on my way back to the Speedway right now. So man. it's a busy time of year, but I love it. It's busy. It's my one week of relevance, so I enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, it is a great week. I, the Mission Tortilla Chip is pretty badass to me, man. I can get with it.
7: The Mission Tortilla Chip they make in this in the shape of race cars or, for this promotion. Do they really? I love that. Right? They I do, do love do. that. Yeah. Little race car tortilla chip, Yep. <laughs> We I'll all? grab you a bag. I'll leave them on your I'll leave on your cubicle.
0: Okay. If you're a, if you're dipping that chip, Costanza, or double dipping it, are you going with I'll just go with the obvious here. Are you going with queso, salsa, or guac?
7: Well, I first off I can tell you right now, I just you dip the chip and then end it, right? Yes. You can't double
0: dip. Timmy. Well first hey, uh, hey Timmy. <laughs>
7: <laughs> you dip the way you want to dip? I'll dip the way I Um I am a fan of queso. I am not going to not deny that, man. I do. Love, although guacamole is good too, I can go with any of the three. I'm. I am good with either of those three condiments.
0: Is salsa still diet? Remember back during the the diet one diet craze, salsa. Everybody was using salsa. Everybody felt that salsa needed to be on tables and be used because it was a form of diet for many. I think guacamole kind of works the same way for many right now. Is that true, or is that bullcrap?
7: I think it's true. I think guacamole, because it's avocado, contains a lot of the good fat in it, but it is a high-fatty food. Salsa, on the other hand, if it's hot enough, it is my understanding that an increased pepper temperature can, can spike your metabolism. I don't know if that's true. No, I I, I used
0: to go by – I lived by that theory of the 1990s. I put – it's probably why my insides are the way that they are. Hot sauce was on everything. Every time I got served something, hot sauce was covering it because I I have a metabolism of some old 1880s woman churning butter. (laughs)
7: It's like, I'm right eating a right. two foot corn dog, but it's okay because I'm dipping it in Dave's insanity sauce. <laughs> well, Just burn that right off. Well, that
0: okay. was that's what the 1990s did to me. They they told me that about my metabolism with um, with hot sauce. They told me that rice was low fat, that pasta was low fat, and that snack wells were low fat. And I that's think you got, right. I think Down I got fat head, from
3: them all.
7: Thank I'll you. I'll never forget. I worked at Hardwick's Pipe and Tobacco, the greatest job ever, the cigar store that I worked at, and Olean and Olestra came out. It was like the fat, you know, whatever. And my boss, Joe Moran, and I housed off, like, an entire can of chips. Yes. And all of a sudden, he says, I'll never forget it. He says, "Uh uh-oh, you know what? He said, it says in here there's a warning (laughs) that too too much Olestra can cause, and I quote, anal
4: leakage.
7: (laughs) That is a true statement. It was on the back of the can. And let me tell you something, brother. About 10 minutes later, we're like, wait a minute. What just hit us? What just happened? It was ugly.
0: Olean Pringles would uh, provide massive anal leakage. I mean, because i'm sorry when you open a can of pringles the whole can goes it's not hey i'm going to take a couple and be out the whole can goes you eat a whole can of pringles in olean you're it's over for you
7: (laughs) you are are indeed this is an uncomfortable conversation but i did introduce the topic and you are in fact correct
0: What do you think about yesterday? And I know you guys had Graham Rahal on this morning. And, and I mentioned this at the outset, too. Um, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this. Because I, I guess overall, I don't know how Graham has been perceived about IndyCar fans around here. But to me, there was always a pocket, if not more, of IndyCar fans that thought that he was entitled and he was there because his father and he wouldn't have a gig otherwise. And maybe didn't really like the dude. Um, I think now those people may turn over a little bit considering uh, exactly how he's handled getting bumped out yesterday, both emotionally and professionally.
7: Well, I totally agree. I had mentioned this morning, you know, John, you always have the the kid who's, you know, the, the little league pitcher whose dad is the coach syndrome, right? I mean, like when I played little league baseball, whoever was the coach of my team, his kid was the pitcher and the shortstop. And whoever coached our football team at the Y, his kid was the quarterback. And you always have those people that are like, well, his kids only play that position because his dad's the coach. And I think, truthfully, as somebody who follows the sport pretty closely, I do think that a lot of that sentiment about Graham, because of the fact that it's Ray Hall, Letterman, and Racing, I think a lot of that sentiment about Graham was always inaccurate. But I think that Graham because of the fact that Graham was somebody that was relatively, I, I think that he learned at a young age to kind of just block out the criticism. And so as a result of that, I, I think people thought that his reaction to that perception was one of being aloof. I like Graham a great deal. And I said earlier today, John, my job is to be objective and to not have rooting interest about, you know, what takes place in events, but it doesn't mean that I don't have rooting interest about people in general and Graham Rahal, open disclaimer, Graham Hall has been very good to me. I, I, I have a great appreciation and admiration for him as an individual and as a competitor. Now, that to be said, you are correct that I think that he has been polarizing for the reasons of which I stated. And also because I don't think that he felt it was his responsibility to to try to break that stigma. Um and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I do think that yesterday, for the first time, people were able to see how Graham Hall handles adversity. And he handled it perfectly, I think. He was humble. He was realistic. He was somewhat self-deprecating. But most of all, he was vulnerable. And I think people will indeed be eager to then applaud him Next year, when he comes back and qualifies for the Indy 500, I think he will have a Tony Canon level sentiment of fans suddenly feeling like they are pulling for a guy that people love to see a comeback story. And he has an opportunity now for a big one. Now, all that to be said, you know, I don't know. I know that there was an incident earlier today with Captain Legg and Stephen Wilson on the track. Both of them left under their own power, but Stephen Wilson... I don't know the extent of that injury. If either of those two drivers is unable to drive in the 500, certainly Captain Leg standpoint, it would be natural that Graham Reholt would be the replacement driver because that's his team. But if Stefan Wilson is unable to drive that car for Dreyer Reinbold, you know, I know J.R. Hildebrand is around, and that probably would be the first natural thought because there's a history there. Um, but does Graham somehow then, from a sponsorship standpoint, Get involved, You know, I don't know the answer to that. I liked that Graham Rahal said earlier today that he doesn't feel that he should be bought in. I can't talk about filling in for an injury, but bought into a car, which is, a you know, which you can do legally. Um, you know, he said, look, everybody that's in the field earned the right to be there, and we did not. And I think that was the right thing to say.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you could have handled it any better than that and I've always been kind of interested in that dynamic with the fans around here and how they feel about him and And honestly, Jake, when that was going down, I don't know what you thought about it because you're actually out there, you know, as a part of it. But I thought that this was was going to be kind of the worst for him. You know what I mean? I mean, it was good. The hammer was going to come down. you were going to get a lot of talking and squawking from people. But, uh, you know, as he was incredibly understanding for the situation, I think a lot of people also, which in terms of Twitter rarely, if ever happens, kind of fell in line with that in mind. So it was really good to see on both sides.
7: Yeah, the other thing I think it does do is, you know, Graham was pretty open at the beginning of the month about his frustration with the team itself, with their inability to set up good qualifying race cars in a lot of the races. And, you know, the the, the dynamic between Graham and his father is very interesting. I mean, from a business standpoint, I, I'm not talking about when they're away, but from a business standpoint, it is owner and driver. And, you know, Graham was pretty open about the fact of his wanting to test the waters perhaps at the end of the year when he's a free agent. And I think this actually kind of solidifies him back with the team. Personally, I haven't had that discussion with him, other than what you heard on the radio, nor would it be, it would be disingenuous for me to say that I'm in that inner loop with him. But I do think that this creates in him a hunger to bond together with that group to be able to be part of their, project of redemption next year and so i think that it probably solidifies him back as opposed to the opposite time will tell on that we don't know but um i look forward to it i look forward to next year seeing that team come back figure out where they missed it and put graham back in the show and put him back in the show where he is a guy that's competitive and i have no reason to believe that won't take place
0: it's a Jay Query, Morning Show Kevin and Query, the IMS radio network. Got you covered coming up, obviously, on Sunday for the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 on the Andy Moore Automotive Crew Potline. Have you seen that that still photo Marshall Pruitt had being that close to that wreck today with with Catherine yeah, Legs' high V machine? Pretty, pretty close to him.
7: I couldn't tell the perspective from where Marshall was taking it. He must have been in the photog area of turn one. I mean, that was pretty amazing for sure. And of course, you know, I know Marshall. I mean, you know, I know him peripherally, I guess, but he's a good dude for sure. I mean, and that was a, it was an amazing photo, but I'm glad he's okay. Yeah,
0: that's no doubt. That looked pretty close right there. So that yeah. that um that looked bad. So I, I was glad to hear everybody was okay out of that because initially, when you watch that, that looked really bad.
7: Yeah, I think what happened is, you know, quite frankly, Catherine Legge was coming down the straightaway. Steph Wilson was just in front of her, and I think Steph Wilson kind of got checked up in traffic going into one, and Catherine Legge didn't realize that he had just checked up, by the way, a racing term for out of the throttle. And I I think she didn't realize that, and she just kind of clipped him, and, you know, it sent both of them into the outside wall. So, um, you know, Steph Wilson, again, I – my understanding is he was he was put on a stretcher I hope that's precautionary and transferred to Methodist but he did give a thumbs up and a wave and that kind of thing so that's good news but um never want to see it it's amazing to think that even though it wasn't obviously the full month like we've been used to in the past you still had you know some what 9,000 laps turned in practice and qualifying everything else 10,000 whatever it may be um without an incident and then it happens today and of course They'll have to get the cars fixed and then come out for carb day and you get a couple of hours to shake it down and see how it feels and then park it and go racing on Sunday.
0: You got anybody in mind for the win on Sunday? Really, really early prediction?
7: I mean, below is the obvious answer here. Um, I do think that there are, I always kind of break it down into tiers, you know, like favorites and then drivers that could win if they get a little bit of help or things fall their way. I think there's probably six to eight you could list as favorites, but um, it's hard to say just one. I mean, Palo is the heavy – it's hard to overlook him. However, if there is a year that Dixon's going to get number two or New Garden's going to get number one, it kind of feels like this would be that kind of year because there's not as much focus on either. But I wouldn't rule out Rossi. I think Rossi has a really good chance, and I, I like the way – I think his car is really good in traffic – He's got good speed. He's really good on the outside line. I think the world of his talent. I think Rossi is. I would take a hard look at. And then, I'll be honest, Mansato Takuma Sato's got a darn good car. Nobody's talking about it. He's fast as hell and he's fearless. Yeah, um, i I picked him last through. week to win.
0: I, pissed, I That's my yeah. pick to win last week.
7: I, that, that's that is. I mean, I make sure that listen. That's as good a call as any other. You know what I mean? I mean, it's gonna be fun to watch, man. Because there are a lot. I mean, I think one of the other things that's going to be fun to watch in the beginning, Renus BK and, you know, whenever you watch a horse race, there's always the one horse when they go into the, you know, when they're, when they're posting, there's always the one that gets a little bit squirrely and, you know, kind of bucks a little bit. And, you know, that, that, that feels to me like Santino Ferrucci and Renus BK, both. Those guys are just, I mean, they're flat out talent. They're young, they're hungry and they're fearless, man. And BK loves leading races. And Ferrucci told us this morning, he's like, Look, I'm going for it. So those two guys are gonna be interesting to watch at the very outset. Um, and, and I would anticipate both of them are gonna to charge towards you know, I mean they're already starting up front, obviously, but like a push to try to lead early. And we'll see how guys, veterans like the, you know, Dixon or you know, for that matter, even Pelow, even though he's a younger guy I mean, that, that kind of noise around them.
0: So Jay Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier of, I don't know if I should put this primary sponsors or just all the sponsors in general. What percentage do you think that we actually would know? And that doesn't mean much, but you know, maybe it's just a company we don't know about, whatever. But it seems like that this year over... Even last year or in recent history, there are a lot more of these companies or these, I guess, advertisers, if you will, car sponsors that I don't know what they are. Is that just, does that say more about me than it does anything else?
7: It's a little of both, probably. I I do think that because racing and the open wheel standpoint is a sport of innovation. There are a lot of innovative industries right. that sponsor cars, and and therefore, you know, I mean, Arrow for that matter, right? I mean, Arrow McLaren. So Arrow, you know, they develop like things for to help like Sam Schmidt drive a race car using his yeah. eyes, and you know, the, the the engineering stuff that is well beyond. I mean, I can't say, I, I can't. You know, your intellect is higher than mine. It took me 30 years longer to graduate in intelligence than it took you. So. You know, but for me, a lot of that stuff's far beyond my level of comprehension as to what it is exactly. So right. I think you're—I don't think you're off base. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's that's
0: kind of what yeah. I think too. Yeah, like like last I mean, year, for I example, about this too. I mean Marcus Ericsson won with a primary sponsor that was not available in America, and I don't think still is.
7: Correct. As a matter of fact, Husky Chocolate, which is basically like a muscle milk, that the reason that's a sponsorship for him is because he won a racing scholarship from them in his native Sweden back when he was like a junior racer. And so that's why they're still in his car now. They have now transitioned to, like, basically a... And that's going to be available in the U.S. in June, and that's actually what's on his car now. It's still Husky, but underneath it it says, like, Ice Spritzer or whatever it is, right? But, you know, it's a lot different than... You and I talked about this the other day, John. Back in the day, you know, it was Marlboro Team Penske, and it yeah. was team players, and it was, yeah. you know, cool cigarettes. And You know, when you had the tobacco <laughs> stuff on there, that's yeah. a whole different ballgame. Man.
0: The Skull you know Bandit. It? That's maybe the greatest of all hey, time, the Skull 19, Bandit and Teo Fabi.
7: 1983. I'm 10 years old. 1983, my dad and I go to the race. Teo Fabi's on the pole. And we go to the race. I go walking in the Southeast Vista to sit with my dad. I'm a fourth grader. And we sit down. And my dad's like, what are you chewing? And I'm like, oh, man, they were giving out gum samples at the <laughs> gate. <laughs> my dad's like, what the hell? And, like, he grabs it. And I thought it was, was trident. No, it was, it was so bad. <laughs> they handing it out to a 10-year-old as I'm walking in. Hey,
0: that just goes to show you how different any three was compared to today. <laughs> Everybody doing that would go to jail today. I mean, right, immediately. <laughs>
7: no, no question about it, right? Uh, here you go, kid. Make a man of yourself. Enjoy
0: some Skull Bandit. Uh, skull Bandit. You know, it's funny. Back where I grew up, um, certainly I did not, but basically everybody else did. They chewed tobacco and a Skull Bandit and the brand Hawken. They were the, that was, you got made fun of it if you yeah. chewed tobacco yeah. as being a, a wuss. With you both. You'll be chewing big league chew, yes. Ah, man. You, know, you got to drink. You got to do this. You get a beach nut. You know what I mean? And they'd pull a Levi Garrett. They'd pull out this big, big bunch of dried up leaves out of this package and shove it in their mouth. It's, it was a different era altogether, Jake.
7: Yeah, there's no doubt about that, man. No doubt about it.
0: <laughs> the skull bandit.
7: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm getting some Chiclet bubble gum. No, nope, Skull Bandits, baby. Probably
0: didn't taste too great either, did it?
7: No, I think it had a little bite to it. But I was like, well, this mint gum seems stale. You know? Yeah.
0: The closest yeah. I ever got to chewing tobacco is I I would uh, like I'd get a bunch of uh, sun-made raisins and put them in my my and like act like it was tobacco and spit it out. That's the closest I ever got. What about
7: sunflower seeds? You ever do the sunflower uh, seed deal?
0: You know what? Much like everything else in the world, it made me. Uh, it, if it were a road game, I'd struggle. You know what I mean? I don't know why. Yeah. Sunflower oh. seeds do that to me. So, and I couldn't do that during okay. a game because I was a catcher.
7: <laughs> well, at least it wasn't Pringles.
0: <laughs> All right. 7 until 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. What do you got?
7: Uh, you know what? They just, I know, I think Ed Carpenter's tomorrow. Uh, Renus VK as well, yep. I, I think, is going to join us. Um, and then. You know, we'll we'll continue kind of setting everything up. I think we're going to start giving away numbers too. We got our randomly assigned numbers one through thirty three. You call in, you give us the number, we give you a driver. They win. They're the first out of the. They're the biggest mover, and you win a prize. Oh, that's well done. What are
0: you guys giving away?
7: I think we're giving away gift cards to Bottleworks again, like we did for the NCAA tournament.
0: Man, I'll tell you what. From these, the, and I love the fact people play, but from the winners of our fantasy football league, I'm still carrying around bar restocks in the truck for that. Some guy said, "Yeah, hey, bring it up to Pendleton, and I'll be there." I brought it up to Pendleton. No, I wasn't there. So I'm just thinking about if if you don't claim your bar restock if you're a winner within the next couple of weeks, I'll just take it home. Because all I do is travel around with it in the truck. All people get in there and go, "Yeah, what? What is all this clang in the back?" Well, it's all these these winners and their liquor.
7: That's awesome. Yeah. So- well. You know, listen. You could probably, if you got a, you got an extra bottle of some bourbon or something. I, you know, Motman, my, my cardiologist is a bourbon fan. I, I don't, I can't have a whole lot of it, but I can, I can get some good heart stuff out of it on trade. So I'll take it. Oh heck yeah!
0: So let me know. You got plenty of it back All there. Right. If you ever go past my desk, you can tell there's a ton of it back there. So, got it. I love it. I right, man. It. I'll talk at you sounds good it's uh, Jake Query the morning show Kevin and Query the IMS radio network on the Andy Moore automotive group Highline. yeah raisins anybody else used to do that with the raisins like out on the baseball field but if you did skull bandits and I love that as an advertiser what do they call it livery with Teo Fobby's car that was awesome the skull bandit but yeah just a big chaw full of raisins I did not did not chew tobacco. I never even had a thought of wanting to chew tobacco. Never. I think some of the people I grew up with wish they had not have had that thought to chew tobacco and gone through with it. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Hey, it's me, you, the rest of the way, 239-1070. Not only our conversations, but your chance to win a show, a little throwback show going for you to the 1990s. I'll talk about that, give you a chance to win later on. 935 107 The Fan.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: They already sent me this. JMV, as we talked about last week, every... Indiana, Notre Dame, and Ball State baseball fan are rooting for the Sycamores to keep winning and host so we can have an all-Indiana regional, potentially in Terre Haute. An all-Indiana regional in Terre Haute. I'd be down with that. Shout out to Terre Haute. I love the TH. I saw where they're getting underway with the, um, the casino over there john buzzard writes this spolstra on the verge of taking the heat back to the finals without lebron is just awesome pat riley has to just love that dude stick with it never give up i'm right there with you i can't stand the heat i can't stand their fans but he is and i love it when people i I love this all the time People try to rip on Spolstroy. Well, you see, he can't do this, and you see, he can't do that. He has shown that he can do it all. Look at the undrafted free agents playing significant roles on that team. Didn't watch a guy like Jalen Brown just circle the offensive drain. He's been a mess. And he's known he's been a mess, and he keeps going at it, and that's the way, well, you know, shoot or shoot, and that's fine. But it just, it, it, he continues to circle the drain from doing that. Yeah, thank you, Wes Reynolds, for sending me the <laughs> Fobby Skull Bandit. Now that is a good-looking ride right there. That's nice. Skull A.J. used to roll around here in a Copenhagen car. <laughs> I think that was the worst out there, wasn't it? Copenhagen oh, Copenhagen. Outstanding. Hey, J.M.V., that was so nice of you not to argue with Jake Query when he said you are smarter than him and that you graduated 30 years before him. <laughs> no, I didn't didn't mean it like that but I get what you're saying right there that's pretty funny now you went back and got it I I give him all the credit in the world because there was no way I would have not gone back for 5 minutes now no hold I would go back I'd go back to host another party at Ethan Crawford I would do that but as far as bookwork homework writing a paper You guys have it easy now. We had to go to the computer lab and then hope that some nerd didn't trip over the cord and then shut everything down when you hadn't saved your work to that point and you lose it all. The computer lab. Anybody ever go to the computer lab? (laughs) They're all the time. Big sign up on the wall. Remember to save your work. There are horror stories about not saving your work. But no, I give Jake credit. There's no way I would have gone back. Homework? Yeah, in May of 93, I said, no more homework. No more book reading. Nothing. Zero. Done. I haven't gotten an ounce smarter since. Yeah, I saw this from Magic Johnson. In my 44 years of being associated with the NBA, I've never thought I'd see a Boston Celtics team, a franchise with 17 championships, quit. I know Celtics fans all over the world must be disgusted and devastated. The Miami Heat blew them out 128-102 in Game 3. They look as if they have no answers and they look like a team that looks to the bench. And I'm not suggesting that Missoula needs to be fired because it goes much deeper than that. But it's a team that also looks to the bench and sees whether you're talking about the coach or the personnel on that bench like they have zero answers. None. Jeremiah is at 239-1070. Jeremiah, welcome to the show. How are you?
5: I'm doing great, j and uh, Appreciate you taking my call. Uh, first of all, another outstanding j and takeover this weekend. Did you I mean, guys
0: like it out there in Pittsburgh? I'm glad you did. That was phenomenal. That
5: was phenomenal. Now, it went really this, well with the Monocles.
0: Where is this Monocles pizza located? Because the one in Greenwood went out of business. I think there's still one in Linton down in Green County, of all places. But there's not one around here for me. Where's the nearest? Rock.
5: Rockville Road in Avon. Wow. Uh, it was a little bit of a trek for us now because we're in Pittsburgh, but it uh, was definitely well worth it. Uh, we got the meat lovers. It's phenomenal. Nice. Again, You can't go wrong with that at all.
0: What is the one we used to get? The, the margarita one? That's the lighter-based yeah. one? The margarita is what we used to get all the time. Yeah, Yeah, that is delicious. Like as cheese well. bread. It's basically cheese bread.
5: Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, a couple of things. First of all, I'm, I'm – uh, I gotta give props again to Jake Query. I'm closing in on graduating myself from UND. Well done. Going back to school is is difficult at this age. So a huge shout out to Jake and his accomplishments. Yeah, I could um,
0: you guys you guys are both awesome. There's no way in the world I could do that. Yeah, Not even I appreciate close.
5: That. And uh and the other thing too with that is is uh yeah, uh, sunflower seeds, those were the go to if you were yeah. in a non tobacco use area. Uh, sunflower seeds were definitely the uh the go to back in the day for uh yeah, several individuals. I was
0: I, I became a gum chewer in basketball. Um I was not a gum chewer i certainly didn't chew tobacco although you could if you wanted to um many did on my baseball team i i struggle with it because i didn't all the time want to lift up my catcher's mask and spit or anything like that so i just uh i didn't do anything like it so the back that was back with the catcher's mask uh, i don't know if people remember this now the catcher's mask you'd get sweaty it would lean against your cheek and you would have a massive zip breakout if you were a catcher uh between your chin and your bottom lip
5: Oh yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: Now a lot sure. of innovation and protection for the catcher in baseball in general, it's come a long way. But that was an issue back then.
5: Zits. Yeah, with, with, without a doubt, the breakouts for horrible catcher but, zits. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, know, um, you were talking earlier though about uh, Jim Irsay and and throwing Peyton Manning up there in his uh, top five. Yeah. And, um, I think that's kind of a uh, an appreciation response given the uh, the recent appearance of him at the Denver Nuggets game and then you know with also with Robert Kraft saying to Tom Brady you know you're welcome to come back for your celebration of years of service i think Earth so you think do you think jim was that. giving him a little bit of a dig with that i think i think it was a i think it was a twofold i think it was an uh, appreciation for what you know, Peyton has done, obviously, with the statue out front. He still appreciates what he's done. But I also think some of it may be a little bit in regards to that whole showing up to the Denver game. I know there was a lot of outrage uh, about that here locally from some of the local Colts fans. I get it. So that's that's kind of understandable. But I, I think you still have to kind of look at it as, yeah, he's probably up there. I don't say maybe top five of all-time NFL, but definitely top five. Uh, for the for the Colts
0: uh, organization, without a doubt, yeah well i will I will I will say this um like Manning, okay, not top five of all time. um you could argue why not, and at least that part is there. but for Jim Mercer, it is it is that close and it's too close. And I would say this anyway, where at any time you come over the top five, Peyton Manning should be a part of it. I mean, you should just say he's a part of it because here's what you end up doing. You end up having to argue when somebody says, well, what about Manning? And then he retorts with, "Uh, well, he's in the top 10, but here's why Elway's in the top five. You know, a guy that didn't want to play for your organization. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be put in that position to explain why John Elway is a top five and a guy that gave you everything you have right now as an owner of a football team here as a quarterback here why he's not in you never want to do that so just put him in there and then no questions after that or asking if they are you know what jeremiah if they are all right well jim ursay is just giving credit because manning played for him exactly and everybody understands it and you move on definitely
5: and uh the other day there was the anniversary of the uh pacers going into the eastern conference final i've seen um what you what's your thoughts on How close do you think the Pacers
0: are eligible to doing that again? Um, And thank you, Jeremiah. And tell Melissa I said hello. Hopefully I see you coming up on Friday at Carb Day. I don't think they're close to doing that. um, But this needs to be a breakthrough into the postseason type of year. I don't think they're close to going Eastern Conference Finals. But I think they need a breakthrough in the postseason here. And I said that to Chad Buchanan. Because he had mentioned, you know, this year or next. And I said, no, 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 no next. I mean, the next year is going to be the next step. Uh, your next step this year is getting back to the postseason and being legitimate in that capacity. Thank you, Jeremiah. Jay, on the other side, we got nothing but you and I coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well at two three nine ten seventy. Back with you next.
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: All right, Monday with nothing but here, nothing but calls here in the 5 o'clock hour. Me talking, you talking, we're all talking at two, three, nine, ten, seventy. Trackside, beyond the bricks at seven and eight tonight. and Joined in progress, and it's a game four that the uh, Jokic brothers completely screwed up uh, for their uh, more noted MVP brother, uh, the non dipstick knucklehead brother. Uh, it's what they they screwed up by going at Jack as they did when Jack Nicholson was leaving the floor after the Laker game three loss the other night. That will clearly bring a level of negative karma to the Nuggets tonight to where they will not close in L.A. Thanks to the Jokic brothers. You just, you don't mess with Jack. It's bad karma. Don't mess with him. (laughs) Waving bye. Bye. (laughs) <laughs> Those guys act like knuckleheads most of the time anyway. But I will say, I love watching their brother play. Mark James, a little bit earlier about yesterday, the race for the pole, the race to get into the 107th running, uh, the 500, getting bumped out with Graham Rahal. It was a fantastic day over there yesterday. Yeah, thanks to the folks here, too. Uh, Michelle and Andrea and the gang that put together the party that they had out at the uh, chalet. One of these chalets right next to Pagoda Plaza. Outstanding work by them. DJ King of WTLC was out there. I'm a big fan. I listen to both he and Kenny Kicks on my way home every Friday night wherever I'm from. I am a big fan of the Friday night jump off. Big but I saw DJ King out there. That was that was cool. It was a great time. So I want to thank everybody for putting that together, and a lot of folks out yesterday in that race for the pole, and just having a good time. Cannot wait for Friday Carb Day to go to Plaza for us once again. Remember Soul Asylum and headliner Brian Adams coming up on Friday. That is out at Carb Day. Uh, Hopefully you have your tickets, hopefully you're going, and then race day Sunday begins for us. That is at 6 a.m., 6 in the morning. It used to be 5, and it was always enjoyable to sit next to, well, far enough away from Tony Katz that when he soiled himself when the cannon went off, I could just kind of point and laugh. It was always funny. 6 a.m. for us coming up on Sunday, and that will be after a JMV takeover to where I try to go as all night as I can. I think last year I made it to 145, and I know what you're saying you're going to go. That's not nearly all night, but it was impressive considering I started at 6. 145 a year ago, and I go as long as the calls come in. When the phones grow silent, then I will pull the plug and bail and head over for a bit of a power nap in the infield. But that's the JMV takeover. I know Skids has got new work coming uh, for race weekend, too, as he always does. And as long as you continue to make requests, I will stay in there well after midnight. So you tell me like you normally do. So we got that coming up this weekend as well. I mentioned tonight you got the Lakers and the Nuggets. Tomorrow night, the Celtics and the Heat. Heat and the Nuggets both with opportunities to close. And we probably wouldn't see another NBA game if this happens tonight and tomorrow night for what, 10 days plus? Which is incredible. (laughs) The Heat and the Nuggets. I still say this has been incredibly fun, though. Block by Block adds this. Don't forget Brogdon has been terrible to Miami's undrafted free agents or running circles. Yeah, the the Brogdon, getting Brogdon in a situation where he has to play just a smidge of defense, they have been running. All these guys have been running circles. There is nothing more enjoyable to watch this Duncan Robinson, watch him off the ball. And it's not like he's this great, incredible ah, mound of movement. He moves without the ball well, but it is just everybody's concern with his three-point makeability. And it just completely hoses them in all other areas. It's beautiful. Talking about the Celtics' defense. I mean, he could back-cut anybody because they so heavily play him for the catch-and-shoot, he can back-cut anybody. And then when he back-cuts, even if he's not the finisher, like he did with Bam last night, he can't find the finisher. It's just great. And then Caleb Martin is shooting the lights out. This is just incredible to watch. It is fun. I don't like the heat at all, but it is fun to watch. All right, nothing but 239 1070. You got a lot of time for your calls here on a lot of things. We can get back to the Colts topic. Uh, apparently, the Colts, according to Stephen Holder, are fine with the findings that nothing went wrong in the tampering. Uh, with Andrew Luck, that, that was reported two weeks ago, I think, with the Washington commanders in mind. Actually, there was a report that came out of Washington and then I think Jim Ursay responded to it on Twitter, and then evidently that's when the NFL went looking, and the NFL evidently did not find anything. So there you are. And then some of your reaction to Manning not being in the top five for Ursay, Again, that's okay. I just think every single time you put Peyton Manning, if you're Jim Ursay in your top five, it is going to be much easier to explain why you did, if they call you a homer or whatever, sure, I'm a homer. Look what he did for me. Absolutely. Then trying to explain why you have John Elway in there, a guy that didn't want to play for the Colts over Peyton Manning, a guy that built everything you had. I, you just don't want to be, if you're the owner, ever a part of that conversation. Or better said, you don't want other people having that conversation behind your back on the radio. On social media. You don't want it. Just say it. Say, yeah. He's one of the greatest of all time. Top five right here. Pretty funny. Evidently, flexing for Thursday night football just passed by a count of 24-1 to at the uh, owner's meeting. So, flexing... Of the Thursday nighter. I'd have to see, how does that logistically work? You just all of a sudden tell somebody, oh yeah, by the way, now you're going to play on Thursday night? I know you'll give them a week. That seems problematic to me. So the Giants, Jets, Packers, Bears, Raiders, Lions, Bengals, Pittsburgh all voted against it, according to Adam Schefter. The flexing of Thursday night football. alright two three right, 239-1070. Let's do some calls here in the 5 o'clock hour. Start with Jay. Hello, Jay. How are you?
2: John, what is up? That was a fabulous show you put Thank on Thank you, buddy. Night.
0: You were a part of it, too. I remembered your Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy, and Super Sounds of the 70s after 11, too. I got it.
2: That was great. You even said that was your most favorite sh- song in 1976. In
0: 1976, my favorite song was Rhinestone Cowboy. I think I had all the words to the lyrics wrong, but. Yeah, Rhinestone That's Cowboy was my favorite song. It was. You were
4: you
2: were talking about the computer labs earlier. Yes. I think my second home at Ball State was at the computer labs between West Quad, North Quad, and the journalism school. Yeah, because we- half my half my classes had term papers and I even had to do a term paper in Spanish. And look at the Spanish-English dictionary every ninth word for the uh – we, did, we had
0: no other option back then. I mean, it was even, even worse for those that came before us. And, you know, I mean, we, we, we were barely past the days of typing on an IBM typewriter. It seemed so, like I had
2: journalism classes, and every class must add two to three term papers. Let me tell
0: class. you this, Jay. I bet you, if you go in my room, or um, well, it used to be my room, uh, where I grew up in Owensburg, you can still find some correction tape in there. I bet you.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I bet it's in there somewhere.
2: Guarantee you. Funny. It. And and one other question, yep. I. I wanted to know some 30 years ago, which one would have been easier to do? Drive a racing car for A.J. Foyt or be coached in basketball by Bob Knight? I've always thought about that.
0: Um. Well, I, up until now, the expectation, Jay, and thank you for the call, hadn't been a lot with A.J. Foyt Enterprises until this year. So I would say probably the tougher thing would be going through being a player for Bob Knight um, while, while gratifying, I'm sure for many, even at both ends that played for Bob Knight and just getting through it, you know, and being able to play at a high level, you know, being held up to that high standard. I'm sure he, when you think of, of both uh Ferrucci and Peterson going into this race I mean, the opportunity to get one for the legend, that'd be pretty awesome. They just haven't had the expectations with that group in such a long time. I think as the story goes, what's the is the guy's name Cannon that got hired on? He was uh with Scott Dixon. And I think it was Kirk Cavett I heard talking about this on Trackside, an episode of Trackside. He would do it justice more than I would explaining it right now. But talked about how that has been, they brought him in and how things certainly speed-wise so far have changed. Uh, If that's it, that's a big hire right there. Here's a little more note from Tom Palisaro regarding the NFL owners today approved a modified proposal for flexing Thursday night games. Restrictions, it only applied to weeks 13 through 17. Maximum of two flexes per season and 28 days notice required. So that was the question I'd ask about what type of notice are you going to get? 28 days of notice required. According to Tom Palisaro. Dan's up next at two three nine ten seventy. Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, JMV? Dan, I'm fantastic. Thank you for the call. Go ahead.
4: Uh, first of all, I just wanted to hear if you guys have any insider info on Stefan's um, health with that crash. Yeah,
0: I talked to both Mark James and Jake Query earlier. And while he went to uh, what is a Methodist or IU, uh, IU hospital, whatever it is now uh, for further observation, that is the last that I have heard. Catherine Leg was cleared and in the infield track hospital area. Stefan Wilson uh, went to the hospital and I had that's all I had heard so far. He went there. Uh, for precautionary reasons so i don't know anything more than than what they told me a little bit earlier on the show
4: yeah we were there today and it looked pretty scary it looked
0: um, very i, I will dan i agree with you on that it looked really scary it did and i mean it seemed like that the cars because i mean normally Catherine leg's car would have been flying upside down in the day uh and it wasn't and uh, the Safer Barrier, once again, proves why, uh, as far as innovations are concerned, it's been as important in sports as any innovation we've seen.
4: I had one other quick question yes. for you. Can you determine what is in the snake juice that you drink? What mm. are the liquors involved?
0: Um. Well, I'm going to that, – uh, that's Brian, Calv- <laughs> Brian Calvert that brings that, right?
4: I, I I've only had one sip. And I think there's some tequila in there. Um
0: there might be some tequila. I don't know what I'll have to ask. I've never asked. I always thought it was more cool that I didn't know. You know what it's I mean?
4: Probably probably the best bet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the the coolest of all time is when Scott Dixon's wife was out there with us. Oh, and yeah. I I took a I took a 10 second chug. Handed her the bottle, and again, this is a big like office water bottle, like a company office water bottle. I handed it to her and she chugged for 15 seconds, did not even didn't wipe, <laughs> did not even wipe the top of it off when I handed it to her. I thought I this may be the, for that. <laughs> the coolest moment of my life just happened. So that was but nice. I,
4: I, I met uh, uh, Erickson's strategist outside of Rosini's and he's Uh, has six championship rings, um, and I asked who his favorite driver was, and he said Dixon, mostly because of Emma. (laughs) (laughs) They got a Brozini's over there in Speedway? Oh, yeah, right off Main Street. I didn't
0: know that either.
4: Wow. Oh, It's great, right next to the Sarah Sarah Fisher Racing Experience.
0: Gotcha. Brozini's a good place right there. Awesome. All right, Dan, we'll see you out in Pagoda Plaza on Friday. Happy May. You got it. Right back at you. Yeah, Rob, that's an awesome picture right there, brother. Thank you very much. It's from Darren King. So I meet Marshall Pruitt, who had an interesting perspective of that Catherine Leg Stephen Wilson crash earlier today, if you've seen that picture via social media. Very interesting. 239-1070. Kenny is up next. Kenny, welcome to the show.
4: How you doing, bro? You going to the race this weekend, buddy?
0: I'll be there, Kenny. I'll be there bright and early at 6 a.m. Is that when you're going to be there?
4: Absolutely, brother. I get there
0: way, way early. We're going to get Tony Katz crap hammered out there on Sunday morning. He doesn't know it yet, but that's what's going to happen. Yes, I'll be doing all. I'll be throwing it to Matt Bears traffic all Sunday morning long because we're going to get him in the bag.
4: That's awesome. I'll be listening to you, brother. You have a good time out there, and I'll
0: do the same. Oh, Kenny, man. I always have a good time out there. Always. Remember the Pyramid Carb Day? Um, I know that Nicole and Harley D are bringing the Jello shots on Carb Day for everybody. It's just going to be an absolute blast. Hey, My Indiana State Sycamores are 10th overall. In the NCAA RPI rankings for the third time in the last four weeks. That is 10th overall for the Trees. And, you know, this whole Indiana thing is interesting this year, is it not? With the teams? Sycamores, by the way, finished the 2023 regular season winning 30 of their last 33 ISU has not lost a midweek non-conference game since March the 21st. That is some good, solid baseball right there. I was going to double back to what Ari sent me because he was down at the remote with me at District Tap on Thursday talking about this, talking about the opportunity that the Indiana teams are going to have. Yeah, kind of interesting. And that opportunity at Indiana State hosts the regional over in Terre Haute. Yeah, that is some good stuff right there. Yeah, big-time shout-out to the Sycamores. No doubt about that. Yeah, this was Ari earlier saying, every IU baseball fan Notre Dame Baseball and Ball State fan are rooting for the Sycamores to keep winning and host, so we could have an all-Indiana regional potentially in Terre Haute. Uh, that would be something, right there, no doubt. So you've got some good opportunities in the realm of the state of Indiana collegiate ba- or baseball going on right now, and especially my sycamores of Indiana State, which is really exciting. Uh, JMV, so regarding your take on Stingray Rob, I had this conversation yesterday. I always liked Jack Hawksworth, a.k.a. Jack Hawk. But Stingray Rob beats that easily. That is his real name. That might be going down in history as one of the greatest of all time right there. Stingray Rob. Uh, Rob being his last name. Hey, JMV, so I ate a Pizza King in Greensburg yesterday. Perfect pizza and breadsticks. Shout out to Pizza King in Greensburg. LWC says the 500 is old and tiring. Well, I mean, the 500 and all the length of time in which it's been held, that is very old. Uh, Do you get tired out on it? I guess it doesn't really tire me out. Yeah, maybe some of you it does. Hey, JMV, I'm so old. Computer language I started was for Fortran. We used punch cards and had to make sure you didn't drop them. Had to keep them in order or you would search the trash can for help to complete the program. Yeah, to go alongside with the computer labs. Hey, JMV, I was out there yesterday as well, and I thought not only the day was spectacular, but just the time, what you got to do, and then the race for the pole, the race to make the race, watching Graham Rahal emotionally deal with getting bumped 30 years after his father didn't make the field of 33. Some amazing drama yesterday. This is a good question, and I think people often ask this, jmv is it predominantly those that live in this area that know and enjoy indycar in particular the indy 500 it is a lot of that those that know the names for the most part are from around here there are pockets of other places that certainly you know enjoy indycar racing and open wheel racing but yes this is where it gets talked about the most, and this is where, you know, coming up on Sunday, it will matter the most. There's no doubt about that. So it's it's all it's been that way forever here, and it's likely not going to be any other way anytime soon. But the people around here absolutely care, and certainly in terms of past the 500 like this week and then on Sunday for some that would consider themselves just kind of a fringe fan that'll be it for them. But for others not so much. Yeah, for others that live around here they will uh, they will continue to watch and again that is predominantly as you mentioned those that are around here, that are from here. And that should be unsurprising to anybody right there. Should be a fun race. Alice Pelo on the pole, very fast, starting three right there in the first row. And, of course, we got you covered for all of it. Beginning Carb Day coming up on Friday. I think all the shows are out there Friday, too. I know the morning show is out there. Is the midday out there, too? believe so i think so but i'm not 100 sure i know we're going to be out there beginning at three o'clock we'll have fun as we normally do the pyramid will be built i always like to get that picture of you giving me the finger when you're out there gutshot greg says i've never been not on my bucket list how have you never been is it because you're incredibly boring no you're not boring gutshot well, my anyway, first one, I think I was seven years old. My first one, 77, seven years old. A.J. Foyt win that one. Was that his fourth in 77? Believe that was the case. <laughs> I always thought at a younger age, seeing Paul Newman out there, seeing James Garner out there, when you think about it, you know, I'm seven then, right? Or even if you want to go eight, nine, 10, you had the, the biggest, arguably, movie star on the premises that loved racing and was a part of it and you could also make the argument at that time the biggest television star because of the rockford files the biggest television star that wanted to be a part of it and was on the premises that was always pretty cool i think 77 was my first and then a lot in the 80s that was always kind of a high school deal right you and your friends. I know if you were live closer around here, it was easier. We always came up and we sat in the infield. If we didn't have, you know, seating tickets, sometimes we had seats. So, yeah. Always came to the group, always had a great time. But that's when it started 77. I believe that was AJ Foyt's fourth. That was indeed his fourth win. Yeah, that's what I thought. Indy 500. Win his fourth, 1977. A hey, quick win. we'll come back. Trackside beyond the bricks tonight, 7 and 8 o'clock. Lakers-Nuggets game number four. Lakers trying to stay alive. Joined in progress at 9. Joe Bragg asked if the Indy 500 winner is from the first two rows. I've got mine from row three, I believe. So I guess I would have to answer that no if I'm going to have my pick in row three. You might be right. Because that group might be fast, that group may be team-wise better than everybody else. But I've got my winner from row three. We'll talk about that on the other side too. Somebody's going to win Jodacy, SWV, and Drew Hill tickets. Give you a chance to do that coming up as well before six o'clock. Ninety-three five one zero seven five the fan.
3: the ride with jmv i am the cream the cream of the crop and there is no one that does it better 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
0: hey ims coming up on friday it's carb day if you don't have your tickets yet ims.com headliners brian adams dave perner and soul asylum too IMS.com to get your tickets today. And join us to bring me some beers. You know what's funny about it? I always end up drinking beers that I very rarely drink. And then beers that used to be consumed at a much higher level 40 years ago. Like, my man brings Strohs every single time. I can't tell you the last time that I had a Strohs without being at carb day, <laughs> and Strohs used to be very popular. The Strohs now just manufactured in Detroit. Is that true? There's something for you, James. But now in, in the '80s, late '80s, Strohs. Remember, they had, they had a commercial back and forth with Bud Light. Bud Light had Spuds McKenzie and Stroh's had what was the dog's name Stroh's had? Alex. It's in a Tone Loke song. Come on now. (laughs) Every time anybody hears that and Alex from Stroh's, they go, what? Alex from Stroh's? What's that? But every single carb day there come the Stroh's. By the way, that's S-T-O-R-H-S, I believe. Stroh's, right? Is it? Yeah, S-T-R-O-H-S. Manufactured in Detroit, Michigan? I believe so, yes. I'm on target. It's from Danny. you got to come by and see me. The Paddock Carb Day before the show. I'll be yellow shirting it up. Hey, give love to the yellow shirts out there. They work hard. I mentioned at the start of the show, there was some clown. I mean, this guy must have been one of the larger douchebags out there. Seriously. He was in a silver Corvette, and he was in the infield clogging up that major thoroughfare. I don't know what it's called. Is it Holman Boulevard in the infield? Whatever. He was clogging it up for everybody because he felt that he was entitled enough that he needed to be in this area and they weren't going to let him go because he didn't have a pass and he was arguing with them and said he wasn't going to move <laughs> but he didn't move he did move when the cops came over. shout out to the silver Corvette with the douche in there. well done for Gigi so my friend brought Strohs to our softball game last week he usually brings hams. I got a pretty sweet Hams t shirt. Home of the sky blue water. Yeah, Takuma Sato, to answer your question, I don't have the first two rows, but Takuma Sato is where I am going. Middle row three. Chip Ganassi racing, two time winner. Nestled in there between both Alexander Rossi and Tony Kanan. And I made that call last week, and I'm going to make that call this week, too. Speaking of which, I believe downstairs, and if you guys are around, come check it out. I think they're accepting uh, walk-ups right now. A little walk-up traffic if you want to. If you're downtown near the Circle, Ed Carpenter is doing a night about the 500 with WIBC's Hammer and Nigel downstairs. There's food and beverage and everything. All you got to do is pay your way in. So that is starting at 6 o'clock. Now, I won't be a part of it. I may go down there and uh, say hello to Ed. But, yeah, if you guys are out and about and you guys want to slide in, do it. I believe it starts at 6 o'clock. Downstairs with Ed Carpenter here. Uh, inside the uh, the Emmis Building, right here on the Circle, Steve is at two three nine ten seventy. Steve, welcome to the show.
7: Hey, JMV, you just brought a flashback to me with your discussion about Stroh's beer.
1: You which got it. I I affectionately refer to that as Stroh's, the beer I learned how to drink with.
0: Normally, that's the case, though. That that may be a lot of Generation Xers' their first beer. It may be Stroh's, it may be Pabst, it may be Olympia, it may be Coors Original. Um, you yeah, know, it may be something that um, you don't normally think about in this era. Sure. Well,
2: well,
7: I go back a lot longer than Gen X. I just remember one of my college days in my fraternity house, that was all we'd drink, and the local beverage distributor. Would always come over and
2: try and bribe us to drink PBR. We go, no, we drink Strohs. <laughs> we,
0: so, we do Strohs here. Yes,
2: we do Strohs, and so we re- we still get together every now and then. And
7: uh, you know, some of the guys, which I won't say how long ago that's been, but it's been years ago since I was in college. And so we uh, found Strohs recently and got a case of it. Opened it up. I go, yep, that tastes just the way I remember the
1: flavors.
0: So, it uh, it is still something indeed. You're Gotta right, Steve. I love
1: that
4: fire brewed flavor
0: of Stroh's. <laughs> fire brewed flavor. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Alex from Stroh's. Yeah, the NFL, I kind of wonder when Andy's going to be on this list. The NFL announced the 2025 NFL draft presented by Bud Light will take place in Green Bay inside and around iconic Lambeau Field in Titletown. So, the next host of the NFL Draft, Green Bay, everybody. Again, the owners are meeting in Minneapolis this afternoon as a part of their spring meetings. I don't know. You know, those that that help put this stuff together around here believe me to be wrong in my suggestion that this place is never going to get a super bowl again or at least in my lifetime which could be tomorrow to whenever but most would suggest and they've actually told me this that that my assessment of the situation is inaccurate and they plan on going for it again and they believe it is going to happen. I just don't think it will. There's just way too much being created. There is way too much coming in around them, especially in, in terms of Nashville with what they're going to have. I of wonder if Indy ever gets a draft, but I don't know. I'd have to think one of these days that it would, but Lambeau Field coming up next year. Chad Box says, May 28th, 1989. That was the last time I had Strohs watching Emerson Fittipaldi win his first 500. Snagged that glass of orange juice afterwards. Remember everybody getting mad about that at the time? You know, it's funny, Carmelo Anthony retired today, and this is not a shot whatsoever. I thought he was already retired, but he wasn't. Carmelo Anthony retired today. And while he had an incredible NBA career, and maybe this just holds true because we care about, watch, talk about the Pacers here, the Hibbert playoff block against him is one of the few things that I remember, and in fact, it's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Carmelo Anthony. It is the Hibbert block, every time. Yeah, Matthew says Indy needs a WrestleMania. I would think that Pat could try to bend a few ears regarding that for you. Yeah, just uh, the Super Bowl stuff, man, it was great. Just don't think you're ever going to see it again. Not around here, not in my lifetime. But again, a lot of people that make those decisions, put together the game plan to get that. uh, Believe me to be wrong. So that there is just a thought. And again, if you wanted to see Ed Carpenter eat and drink and hear tales from the track with Ed Carpenter and, I believe, Hammer and Nigel downstairs from WIBC. Uh, That is in the lobby here at the Emmis building, where we at Radio 1 are located in the uh, Emmis building here in the lobby. That will start promptly at 6 o'clock, and you can pay your way in if you want to get a seat and listen to what Ed has to say, maybe eat drink, have a good time. If you're in and around downtown, you can do it. A big show tomorrow, too. Elio Nevis on the show tomorrow. Four-time winner. Yeah, my first time at the track to see a race was four-time winner, AJ Foyt. I believe, I don't know what number this would have been. Maybe seven or Eight. When did Al Unser Sr. win his fourth in 1988? I was there too. Now, this is well before I ever did this show when I just ended up out there because I was actually working, drinking, working, and drinking. Then I was just drinking. Now I'm like drinking and working, or I don't know, drinking, half-assedly working, whatever. That is fourth in '88? Uh, You said Al Unser. Al Sr., Uh, Al Unser. 1987. 87. I Rick, was there too. Rick Mears won in 88. Yeah, you're right. That's it. Yep. 87 for Al Hunter. I was there too. So I saw that four timer. I saw my first one in 77 as a four-timer. We've got a four-timer on the show coming up tomorrow with Elio Nevis. Greg Rakestraw on the show tomorrow as well. Quick break, and we'll come back. Somebody's going to win some C and FWV tickets. That is a block party that's going to happen at TCU Amphitheater coming up in August. Your chance to win is coming up next. 93.5107 by the fan. <laughs>
6: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: The Ride with JMV. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Crank this up for me, would you please? James, crank it TCU Amphitheater has a block party coming up. The summer block party features SWV, Drew Hill, and Jodeci. I just saw Jodeci back in September. Still fantastic. If you would like a pair of tickets to go to the summer block party, that's Jodeci, SWV, and Drew Hill. Number 9 at 239-1070 right now is going to go. There is a great schedule. At TCU Amphitheater this summer. I think our good friend uh, Jimi Hendrix is running that now, right? Well done, Jimmy. But there is a great schedule. Uh, check it out again. Just Google TCU Amphitheater. A uh, summer block party, Jodicee SWV, and Drew Hill. Everybody in the world is out, too. This is one for denari coming up the 23rd of August. Goo Goo Dolls and OAR. That's a denari special right there. We got more tickets to give away later on this week for you. You know, I mentioned this. I think I said, and I know I don't think. I know I said next year for Green Bay, and I conveniently... Easily had forgotten that next year's NFL draft is going to be held in the crappy state of Michigan. So it goes from the toilet to Green Bay. No, 2025 in Green Bay. Take that back. I believe. 2025 NFL draft in Green Bay. So the toilet is up next. <laughs> Did uh Liquorman James just win? Liquorman James, you're gonna go see Jodeci? Yeah, I'm going to MV. You better go, cause I Wells and I are gonna go too. So and Jodeci and SWV. I had a I had a huge crush on the Lovelies from SWV in the '90s. Big big time crush.
5: Oh, I completely agree with that.
0: Liquor man, congratulations on that. I'm going to let James set you up here, okay? Sounds fantastic. Well done. Liquor man James on the win. That is nice. Hey, JMV, I heard you talking a little bit earlier about Ursay's top five that he tweeted out on Saturday. I didn't think that that was much of a deal. I didn't suggest it was much of a deal. My suggestion is don't turn it into a big deal when you don't have to and put Manning always on your top five list because of what Manning did here. That should be easy. Like, I don't work any longer, and I love where I work right now with Radio 1. Past ownership here was led by Jeff Smolian. I will forever put him in a top five because he created Sports Talk Radio. Thank you very much. Nah, just help those. I would say the same thing. If you're going to have an argument regarding Marvin Harrison, I think the same type of argument could be had. Uh, Who's the uh, top five wide receiver of all time? I would expect Jim Ursay to say Marvin. But in this case, the whole Manning thing. And that's why I was hesitant about sending anything on Saturday in response to it because I know people would get all bunched up because of it. Well, he has the right to say what he wants, and he's just being honest. And well, that's okay. Be honest. But I would rather him put Manning in there, and I'm assuming that he would rather have Manning in there not have to explain why he has Elway in there. All right, Elway was a great player; deserves to be in there, absolutely. Um, the late Pat, the the late Pat Boylan, um, the the owner of the uh, Broncos. I believe he was the owner of the Broncos when he was there, right? That is name Broncos owner Boylan, I believe. Not Pat Boylan, but Bolan. Put him in there. I just think if you're Ursay and you go with what was created on the shoulders of Manning, he's always going to be and better be in your top five. Otherwise, it is just going to be tough to explain. And you don't have to make that explanation regarding why Elway did not want to go to the Colts organization. You just don't want to have it. So, yes, I didn't want to make anything major out of it. But that's always who should be in your top five. James, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Back tomorrow with Rakesdraw draw and four-time champion Elio Castro. Nevis. Lakers-Nuggets game four in progress at nine. Trackside beyond the bricks before that. Have a great night. Lounge YouTube Live. Thank you very much. 93.5107.5 The Fan.